I'm a technical SEO nerd, like at heart, and I love dabbling with code and tweaking. Um, but that's never, never quite fulfilling enough. There's, it always feels like there's a dysfunction that the fact that so many of us spend all of our time fixing and tweaking the same things over and over again on all these websites and all these marketing campaigns. This is Time for Marketing, the marketing podcast that will tell you everything you've missed when you didn't attend the marketing conference. Hello and welcome to the Time for Marketing, the marketing podcast that brings you the best marketing conference speakers and allows them to sum up their presentations in five minutes. My name is Peter and I'll be your host as I was in the previous 43 episodes. And this is the second episode that we go with a live video and you can already see who my guest today is. But before we go to Yono, you know what we have to do in podcasting land always. If you feel that you have received any interesting or maybe business changing, maybe life changing information from this podcast, timeformarketing.com is the domain. You can uh, just uh, share that with your coworkers, maybe put it on company Slack or company, what is it, uh, Teams. Um, and of course, go and give a great rating to the podcast in your podcasting app. Enough about us, uh, me. Let's go to our guest tonight. Um, Jono Alderson. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. What a treat to be here on episode, was it 44? Did you say you'd done 43? That's cool. 43. Nice. You've run out of people and I'm the only one left. That's what's happened here. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it was a bit tricky when we had um, all of the conferences being cancelled. This is why the podcast wasn't running for a year now, but now uh, all of the conferences are back and it's pretty hard to figure out which who to invite because there's so many conferences, everyone's coming back bigger and better. Everyone made their presentations better and everything. But of course, um, you as being one of the one of the people that goes around to all of the conferences, you were lacking at this podcast. So I'm very glad that <laughs> you are here. You know, people that listen and watch us probably already know you. Um, Yoast is. Do you have information on how big uh, in WordPress in the comparison uh, to how is this one of the best, most used WordPress plugins? Yeah, it, it's hard to get stats because of the way that WordPress works, but we know that we have over 12 million, 11, 12 million active installs, which is crazy. And I think as an SEO person, I'm tweaking that kind of scale. Um, I think there's a few other plugins that kind of have maybe over 10 million like akisma and a few of the contact forms but i think if we're not the biggest we're certainly one of them which is yeah awesome really cool yeah and you are the head of seo there what does that mean oh if i if i knew i'd tell you um so <laughs> yeah tell me about it so it's it's a it's a lot of product so i do a lot of the thinking around um what features do we need to be building next and how should that work a lot of that's technical seo it's tweaking this meta tag and oh we should change this in this scenario um a lot of it is making sure i know what's happening in the seo industry so talking to people like you going mm, to conferences mm. um making sure that i'm on top of everything that's changing and then otherwise just kind of reacting it feels like a lot of seo is kind of find the next 10 small things you need to do and react to whatever Google's done and, oh, Facebook's broken something and just kind of staying on top of 
all those little bits. So it's it's never dull. While I have you on the call, I have a question that has been bugging me for a while. WordPress is going, is going into the blocks, or is already a lot into the blocks right now. Yoast is, on the other hand, is also went there with the rich snippets and all of those options. How do you think that one, those things go together and um, shouldn't be asking who's going to win? <laughs> um, I think this is um, this is one of the things I'm most excited for in like the future of the web that historically we've had the content of the page has just been a wall of text and it's really mm. hard to do anything smart with that because it's inconsistent it's hard to integrate and now you go okay that's that's an image in a list with a how-to guide that is associated with the video that's authored by a person and suddenly all of this becomes predictable and manageable and you can then construct schema and structure data and tie all of it together I think it's so powerful like people haven't really realized how big of a step change this is but mm. you're right that you're there is there's a bit of a war going on a lot of people don't like it a lot of people don't like having changed from i want to write text on a white background to and i need to structure my content in blocks and i think if you if you want to compete and if you're in a competitive space you have to use every tool you, you can get your hands on to improve your content and that means using blocks and structuring stuff but it's it's a different skill set it's a lot it's a big ask like if you have writers who write you're now also asking them to to publish which is a different mindset and a different skill set it's really tricky so yeah the community is really divided but i think in the seo space and the digital marketing space it's super powerful um, and yeah we really need to work out how we how we take advantage of that Agree, agree. You are, I invited you to the podcast because you were a speaker at the SMX Munich in 2022, a couple of months ago. How was the conference? Um, yeah, just how was the conference? That was really good. It wasn't back in person yet. I think the next one, next SMX will be. So I'm looking forward to that. But it was, it was great. It started to feel a little bit like normal again. SMX is always one of the the big kind of heavy impacting ones, so which is nice. Good audience, good speakers, big size. Um, and it went really well. It was really good. Um, it's always nice to be exposed to some of the other smart people in the industry. Uh, I miss doing that in person. And it's SMX is nice because it's like a blend of SEO and paid search and some other bits mm. and pieces as well. So you start to see across that border a little bit. Like if I go to SEO events, it's all very SEO and it's nice to know what's happening in the affiliate space and video and other areas. Excellent. Uh, your presentation there was called How We Can Do This Better? No. Sorry, we can do better than this. And well, you know, here are your five minutes. Okay, let's do it. Uh, summarize a, an hour long talk in five minutes. Um, no, I think the summary is super basic, um, which is that I'm a technical SEO nerd, like at heart, and I love dabbling with code and tweaking. Um, but that's never, never quite fulfilling enough. There's, it always feels like there's a dysfunction that the fact that so many of us spend all of our time fixing and tweaking the same things over and over again on all these websites and all these marketing campaigns like four or four errors and oh your site map's broken and oh your page is a bit slow having to do that again and again and again feels like it's a dysfunction and i think a lot about how do we fix the root problems that cause this and some of that is technical some of it's behavioral some of it is commercial but i really want to get to the bottom of how do we how do we stop having to go over and over and over this um, and that is tricky because for many people in the industry, that's how they make their living. So there's some kind of intrinsic conflict there as well. Um, but even even stepping back and looking at things like Yoast.com and the sites I work on and big businesses with infinite budget, they still 
don't do a very good job and their websites are still most of the time pretty bad like they're slow they're inaccessible they're buggy they don't meet seo best practices etc 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 despite us having mountains of research that says doing that makes you better makes you more money gives you a better reputation like it's really hard to make an argument against investing in these kinds of areas and i think part of the reason this has been the case is we haven't really had a standardized way of measuring and benchmarking these kinds of performance metrics. Like site speed has historically been very complicated. Accessibility is very vague and gray. Um, we've trained ourselves to accept that websites are buggy and 404s are the norm when maybe they shouldn't be. And SEO is obviously like a, a, a black hole of, of complexity for most people. So all of this is very, very hard to say. How are we doing? How much should we invest? What will that give us? How are our competitors doing? How are we changing over time? And if you don't have that, most businesses can't then say, okay, let's hire three people, let's invest. So it's a fundamental problem. Boom, Google launched Core Web Vitals. We now have a set of metrics which measure performance, some SEO best practice, some accessibility best practice. And we have a, a number at a point in time that we can compare against our competitors. And suddenly people start investing in performance, but not these other areas really yet. And what I'm thinking about and seeing is that now that we have Core Web Vitals, they, they do two interesting things that people aren't thinking about. One is they are a proxy for other areas of maturity. Like if a site scores badly on Core Web Vitals, it probably means that their technical roadmap isn't very well resourced. It probably means that their IT people aren't very well educated. It probably means that their CEO isn't consumer-centric or user-centric. It probably means that they move slowly. It means a whole bunch of stuff and you can start to infer things about your competitors' capabilities and strategies. And when you zoom out even further, it becomes apparent that actually your Core Web Vital score is a really interesting proxy for quality. Like, how good is our website? Because the kinds of things you need to do to score highly on those forces you to address your technical debt, to invest in people, to give a damn about user experience. And scoring highly on those means that you are user-centric, you are doing all the right things. And we start to understand that actually quality from an SEO perspective is the most important metric that we have. Core Web Vitals do a good job of aligning to that. And then the other thing that people aren't looking at really is that this is day one of Core Web Vitals, so there's more coming, that there are new metrics emerging, that the existing metrics get tweaked and improved and enhanced. This is the beginning of a revolution where all of these things do become measurable, your accessibility, your quality, how buggy your site is, how fast it is, your SEO best practice. We get metrics against all of these and it all becomes transparent and it turns out that, oh, everybody's missed the bus, they're a bit late and it's now too late to compete. So I really wanna get people thinking about we need to look at this as more of just a way of measuring site speed and look at it as the beginning of a revolution where all of this stuff becomes tangible and empowers us to build business cases, to hire people, to get the budget, et cetera. So that's pretty cool. And then the rest of the presentation is just essentially a realization that this is all nice, but um, you can't, can't do it on your own. You can't recruit or unicorn or incentivize fast enough or well enough to be able to meet these standards. It's too hard and they, they move too quickly. There are too many moving parts. The only way you can compete is to build on existing foundations, open source platforms like WordPress, use Cloudflare, use Yoast SEO, obviously, um, build a whole bunch of stuff in the cloud and rely on teams like Google's engineers in the open source space, like Yoast SEO, where we're solving these problems so that you can free up all that resource and just focus on marketing, content, storytelling, et cetera, and all of your platform stuff takes care of itself. Like nobody should be building their own CMSs, nobody should be making their own SOAP, we should be building on top of these solved problems so that we can focus our resources where it matters. And then you can stay on top of all these metrics in a way that doesn't mean you're constantly firefighting. 
so yeah it's, it's a little bit dystopian but i think um i think this is the beginning of a, a time when we start to have a better web which would be nice because i'm really sick of four or four hours and broken xml signups and i want that to stop I do um, a weekly or bi-weekly uh, SEO roasts where I try to do live um, SEO um, audits of websites. And nice. I must say, because of what you were saying, it's uh, very often it's pretty easy to do those things because of the errors are so commonly and so basic that you don't, yep. you don't really have to take half an hour to dig into a website to find all of the problems. But a lot of those problems <laughs> are just you know, somewhere on the top and it's just a run screaming frog and see all of the uh, errors in there. Um, yeah. Whose who's, who's fault or not, not fault, whose responsibility should this be? Is it SEO? Is it developers? Is it um, the product owners? How do you see that? This is really tricky, right? Because SEO can't just keep getting bigger and bigger and wider and wider. We can't own all of the things. It just doesn't make sense. But um, increasingly, I found what we're arguing for is quality. And nobody owns quality in an organization, right? You don't, it's rare to have a head of quality. And certainly typical processes work on the premise of what is the least we can do to get something viable out the door, not how do we make something perfect? Hmm. So I think the only answer, and this is the big part of where I got to with this, is that internally, this can't be owned. You have to outsource that ownership to platforms like WordPress, to infrastructure like Cloudflare. And you go, you know what? Um, we could, Cloudflare does a hundred little things like compressing our images and optimizing our JavaScript. We could do all of that ourselves. And our IT people could be KPI'd on it and we can invest in it, but it'll take 10 years. We'll do a bad job of it and it'll be out of date. Actually, we just spend the resource and the, the money, the $20 a month or whatever it is, and off, offload ownership of that to Cloudflare. And that might be Cloudflare, it might be WordPress, it might be something else, but take those, take as much of that platform level stuff as you can and put it somewhere where there's an expert. Don't try and in-house all of this stuff because I don't think anyone, I don't think you can own it internally. It's so hard and there's so much of this. Like also all of security, all of accessibility, all of usability, all of these things, all of these are areas that impact us that we need to solve. But yeah, you can't wear that many hats. Mm -hmm. And it seems that even Google agrees. I liked your quote that you, when you said that it's only day one with core web vitals, right? Um, I think that Google knows that it didn't really uh, that it didn't really stick. Uh, hmm. it, the, the people don't use it as much as uh, they should because they didn't really make it a ranking signal as big as it should be. Uh, they're just, you know, they put it out there waiting to see that people start to use it better and understand it better. And maybe then later in the future, it can really be um, a signal like that. Do, would you Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. It's risky, right? If you knowing that it takes companies years to make even small changes, if you roll that out and make it a big ranking factor quickly, then you just you break your index because the kinds of sites that people search for don't show up. I know um, Tom Kappa from Moz talked about this a lot that he thought they'd overplayed their hand. And now nobody cares because we, we know that Google can't push harder um, because nobody will get there. So yeah, so it's really tricky. But I think, um, I think it will get there gradually. The other thing that occurs to me that I mentioned in the talk is that um, thinking of Google, when you get this kind of approach right, you just outsource all these bits of your site. Um, I had an example where I run my site on WordPress, Cloudflare, Yoast, and the AMP plugin for WordPress. And mm -hmm. whilst I sleep, Google employees are editing and updating bits of that stack so that I rank better in Google. 
like I open my site and I view the source and there's like cutting edge CSS in there that I don't recognize that some Google engineer has written. And as a result, my site is faster and now ranks better. You're like, how do you compete with that? As somebody mm. who's trying to do this in-house or manage it or fight with um, Squarespace or something awful, how do you move that quickly? You just can't. And that cadence obviously gets faster and faster. The gap gets wider. So yeah, they messed up the launch of Core Web Vitals, but they're doing the right things behind the scenes. Um, is the idea that you are talking about how we should be measuring quality an idea that Yoast is going to think to extend the plugin into ways how people you can help people with that? Or is that just something that you think that it's very important that you should be talking about? Oh, interesting. Somewhere in between. So yeah, this is born from my frustration and thinking about what does good look like. And it just happens to include Yoast SEO because not because I work there, but because I think it's part of the answer. Oh, and mm -hmm. plug in your own SEO plugin of choice, right? Um, but I think we, we talk about this a lot. We we have finite resource and focus. We're pretty big, but we don't also want to be a performance plugin and a security plugin and an infrastructure layer, et cetera. So it makes sense for us to decide which bits we don't invest in. However, a big part of what we do is plug into all those other pieces. So we've worked with people at Google, we've worked with people at Cloudflare, et cetera, et cetera, to make sure that all of our various bits of kit Lego block into each other and nothing breaks and everything kind of enhances each other. So yeah, behind the scenes, um, there's a lot of kind of gluing together of these things um, so that we don't need to replicate each other's work so that we can, yeah, we can all focus on our own areas. So that's pretty fun. All right. Excellent. Um, the 15 minutes are up. Um, Yono, where can people find you if they would like to talk to you? Do you have any um, near future conference plans? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm at Jono Alderson on Twitter or at Yoast or Yoast.com or JonoAlderson.com. Google me. It should work. Um, hopefully, otherwise, I'm not doing my job. Um, yeah, I'm in Slovenia next week at InOrbit, which is a really cool conference. Um, and then I think some downtime until maybe September when there's about five conferences. So, um, yeah, it's going to pick up again and get busy. But yeah, thank you. This was lovely. Really good. Um, it was great having you here. I'll be in, on in orbit, so uh, I'll yes. uh, look for you, and maybe we'll can catch up there. And uh, if the audience is listening on Friday when this goes live, there still be the tickets open for in orbit because this is the conference where I spoke on the first version of it and uh, organized the first version of it. Let me uh, help them get a bit more pe people there. Um, I think that's it. Yono, thank you very much for being on the podcast and uh, I'll see you around. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Time for Marketing podcast. Please go and check out other episodes from the podcast archive or give this podcast a review, maybe even subscribe to it. If you were at a marketing conference and saw a great presentation, please let me know. You can contact me with guest ideas or other questions at info at timeformarketing.com. And if you need any help with your SEO, you can find me at seos.si or just find me at LinkedIn. Have a great day.